Good morning. Good morning. I'm excited about today. I'm excited. Pastor Tony and Miss Bethany asked if I wanted to come speak, and it was without hesitation. I was like, yes. I love y'all. I love coming here. Even though it seems like every time I come, something happens, I love coming here. This is number two that I have not had a broken down truck. We've not gotten stopped in Tallulah. Tallulah is like that breaking point. If I can just make it to Tallulah, the rest of the day is going to be fine. And this is trip number two where we had success. So praise God. I know, look, I know we're in November and I'm a little bit past the pastor appreciation time, but I do want to just give some appreciation to pastors Tony and Bethany Winkler and each staff member that is here today. You guys are awesome. This is top notch. If you don't walk in here and feel family, then you're just missing it. Because I walked in from time one, before I was even a pastor on staff anywhere, I walked in and instantly I felt like family. And that just makes you want to come back. So thank you. You guys are doing a great job. Pastors Tony and Bethany Winkler are top notch people. They are next level leaders, uh, and you guys are blessed to have them here. So with that being said, I'm about to jump right into this. Let me break out my Bible real quick. Sorry, I should have done that before. Okay, I'm going to read this scripture. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't tell them to have it up, but we're just going to read it. It's Joshua 5, 13 through 15. So Joshua 5, 15, or 13 through 15, I'm sorry. Joshua 5, 13. Through 15, when you get there, say, I'm there. Joshua 5. Got one. Okay, let's read it. Joshua 5, 13. Now when Joshua is near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up and asked, are you for us or are you for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's armor replied, Take off your sandals, for this place you're standing is holy ground. And Joshua did so. This morning I just want to say thank you for having me here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and minister and preach this message. I think it will bless you if you just give me some time. Just give me your attention. Let your heart be softened and let your ears be open to hear. I feel like you will get blessed from this message. I want to start by saying Joshua was standing, or Jericho was standing between Joshua and the, and, and the promised land. Getting J Joshua's people to that next level. This Jericho was standing there. What God had promised Joshua, this Jericho was standing. And they knew if they could just get through Jericho, the rest would surely follow. The rest would surely fall into place. This morning I would ask you, what's equivalent to your Jericho in your life? That if it would fall, you know you would get what God's promised you. That if this thing would just not be in front of you right now, that you know that you would get what God has promised you. We all have them. These imposing obstacles, these things that try to slow you down, that try to, to try to get in your way, whether it's your job, your ministry, your family. Sometimes your family can even get in your way. Maybe it's your, your, your ministry. I know sometimes my ministry takes a lot of attention away from my family. And, and sometimes, you know, everyone says, well, that's okay. It's the Lord's work. Yeah, but your family is your first priority. And if that's taking a lot of attention, that can still be a Jericho. So whatever your Jericho is, think about it. Because I'm going to ask you later about it. Maybe it's your physical health. Think about it. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8 that in all things we can be more than conquerors through Christ. 
What do you need to do to win this battle this morning? What do you need to do to get past your Jericho? I'm going to show you what Joshua did. The first thing that Joshua did, according to Scripture, was he looked up. When Joshua was by Jericho, the Scripture says he looked up and saw a man standing before him with a sword drawn in his hand. The first thing Joshua does is he looks up. But notice, notice this thing. This is the best part. Notice where he's at when he looks up. He's right next to his Jericho. It wasn't off in the distance. It wasn't way out there. It wasn't like he had time to plan or think about it. He was right next to his Jericho. Isn't that just like us right now? That this Jericho rises up all the time. It's right there next to us. We can't seem to get away from it. We're constantly looking at it. It's constantly bringing us down. And here's the greatest part about these Jerichos, that whatever has your attention has you. Come on, y'all missing it. Whatever has your attention right now has you. Some of you don't even understand what I'm saying because you're too focused on your Jericho that's out in the parking lot. Whatever has your attention has you. This morning, just give me your attention for just a second. Just give me your attention because I promise you it's going to bless you. The more you think about this Jericho, the more you focus on it, the bigger it gets, the more overwhelming it becomes, the more it weighs you down, the more it keeps you from thinking about anything else. That you miss the things in your life that mean the most to you because of a little Jericho. The things that are, that are most importantly, it's kind of like he was saying with the deer. You miss what really matters because you're too focused on everything else around you that you miss it. Joshua, he looked up and he saw. So that means for one second, he had to take his attention off of his Jericho and look up to something that meant just a little bit more. Here in this place, we need to take just a second and forget about our Jericho that's right next to us and just look up. Everyone asks me these in, 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 in West Winero, the Bible college, he says, how do, you, how do you keep doing and doing and doing? It's the things like this, devotionals, you're looking up. Getting in the word, you're looking up. Worship service, you're looking up. Taking time to just study something, you're looking up. It's taking away from a Jericho and focus on the one thing that's going to get you through. Look up. Is your attention so fixed on your Jericho that you can't see anything else? This morning, turn and just look up. Look up. The second thing Joshua does is he falls on his face. This morning, maybe you need to fall on your face. Joshua looked up and he saw a man standing before him with his sword drawn in his hand and he fell on his face. Who was this man? The Bible doesn't give a lot of name, uh, uh, doesn't name this person, but you can go and you can look. And as we, as Christians, we read the Bible backward. We read the Old, Nest New, Old Testament in light of the New Testament and the New Testament in light of Christ. But then it says this. It says, Christian writers and commentators of the Bible suggest that this was an appearance of Christ. The preexistent Son of God. The Son, the second person in the Trinity. Theologians call this a Christophany. A, an appearance of a pre-incarnate Christ before he became flesh and dwelt among us. So Joshua was standing in the presence of Christ himself in this moment. Joshua was standing before a man that he did not know. He was standing before someone that just, he knew that he was a fighter. He knew that he had a sword drawn. He knew he was ready to go to battle, but he did not know who he was. He knew he was ready to fight. 
So think about Joshua for a second. He's like an artilleryman, an infantryman, if you put it in today's. He's ready to go to battle. He didn't just walk up to Jericho to get measurements. He walked up to Jericho because he knew it was going to be a fight. And he saw a man with a sword drawn. I can picture Joshua for a second saying, I don't know who this guy is, but the first thing I need to ask is, whose side are you on? Are you on my side or are you on their side? Because if you're on their side, we're going to have problems. But if you're on my side, I'm going to put you to work because you look like you're ready to fight. And this is where Joshua gets the worst answer, the answer he was not expecting. Sometimes we ask God in some things and we get some answers we ain't ready for. This is the answer he gets. Neither, says the man, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have come now. So in other words, it says, Joshua, you wanted to know whose side I was on. You wanted to know if I was on their side or if I was on your side. You were hoping I would say I was on your side because you're the commander of, the, of Israel. And you know I would go to work for you. You know I would fight this battle for you. You know we would beat this battle. You want me to be on your side. You want me to tell you what to You want to tell me what to do. But here's the thing, Joshua. I'm not on that side. I'm not on your side. You're on my side. Come on, y'all missing it. You're on my side, Joshua. You wanted me to be on your side. You know you can't defeat this on your own. You know you can't do it. And you know because you're the commander-in-chief of this army that if you say, I'm on your side, Joshua, that you're going to put me to work. And I'm going to do great things. But here's what you got to come to realize. I, Joshua, I'm the commander of the Lord's army. I didn't come here for you to use my agenda for your disposal. Hmm. You need to get on my side, Joshua. I'm finna put you to work, Joshua. You're not asking me what to do. I'm telling you what to do. This, Josh, this Jericho will not fall at your hands. This answer stops Joshua dead in his tracks. He realizes at this point he's asked the wrong question. So what about you this morning? Have you been asking the Lord to do something in your life, but you're using some, some verbiage that doesn't fit the Lord's agenda? Maybe you need to, to fix this. Come on, Jesus. Maybe fix it this way, Jesus. I know if you just step into this spot right now, this way, like this, Jesus, I know it'll work. Step in right now, Father. Jesus, right now, if you just come in and you take this person out of my life, I know it will work. And this is when Jesus says, this is Jesus saying back to us, change your questions. This morning, that's not, that's not why he came here. I didn't, he didn't come here to be part of our army. This morning, we came here to be a part of his army. We didn't come here to tell Jesus what to do. We came here so Jesus can tell us what to do. He says, that's not why I've come. Not so you can tell me what to do, but so I can tell you what to do. As the commander of the army for, of the Lord, I have now come. But how does Joshua respond to this abrupt answer he got? It says, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him and said to him, what do you command my servant, your servant, my Lord? Joshua fell on his face. He surrendered. He said, not my will, Lord, 
but your will be done. His question changed from, are you here to help me, to what can I do to help you? Some of us came in here saying, God, I need you to help me. I need you to get me out of this. God, I'm struggling. I'm fighting. I'm pushing. I'm giving it everything I've got. And he's saying, stop your questions. Stop your questions. And just say, hey, Lord, what can I do for you to get me through this situation? What is it going to take from me through you to get me past this? That's what we need to do this morning. And that's what Joshua was asking this man. Jesus, help me to solve this problem, to fix it, to resolve it the way you think I should. Forgive me, Lord, today. I'm changing my prayer. Not my will, but your will. Take my Jericho. You fix it. You resolve it as you see fit. Use me, Lord, to accomplish it. Sometimes the way we see things that need to be defeated aren't the way that God wants to defeat them. Sometimes it could just be a no Sometimes your Jericho could just need to be there because if it wasn't there, who knows where you would be? Sometimes it's just a no. Sometimes it's a just wait. Sometimes it's a just be quiet. Sometimes it's you're wasting too many questions. Just change your questions. I'm still here, but I'm just waiting for you to get in alignment with what I'm trying to get across. I'm waiting for you to just see that I'm not left you. I'm just waiting for you to see it how I'm seeing it. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He surrendered everything when he fell on his face. This third thing is the one that I I read this, and I actually, I kind of, When I first was reading it, and then it got to the next part, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. The third thing he says is he says, take off your shoes. I'm like, what? He's about to go to war. Take off your shoes. What are you talking about? And I can think of you, just think about Joshua for a second. He already prepped up. He's all ready to go. He's excited. He's about to tear down this Jericho. And he sees this man, and he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm looking up. Then he's like, oh, man, I'm getting down, and now it's time to take my shoes off. When do we get to the part where we're going to start fighting here, God? When do we get to this point where we can start going to war? I'm waiting on you. You're telling me to do all this stuff. When does this happen? I can see Joshua wrestling. The commander of the army of the Lord said to Joshua, remove your sandals, for the place where you stand is holy. The place you stand is holy. So first Joshua looks up, he falls down, and he takes off his shoes. This is interesting. This is interesting because he says, this is not what Joshua expected at all. He says, what do you command your servant, my Lord? In other words, I'll do whatever you ask. Just tell me, I'll do it. You're the commander in chief now. And if you're military at all, you know that Joshua has been, he's been in this spot before. He's been ready to do this. He's been excited about this for a while. But he says, soldier, take off your boots. This place is holy ground. This place is holy ground. You can wait for a second. Your Jericho's not going anywhere. It's still going to be there. You've been dealing with it for a while. Take a second. Slow down, Joshua. Take your shoes off. This is holy ground. Recognize where you're at, Joshua. Recognize where you're at. You want to go straight into war. You want to go straight into battle. But the Lord called Joshua to worship. First, and not to a war. 
to adore and not to attack. He calls him to wait. Take off your shoes. Slow down. Some of us right now are running so fast to get to that Jericho because we know that as soon as that Jericho falls, we're in the clear. That we're going so hard. Trust me, I'm not preaching to something that I haven't done myself. I've ran so hard, smack into a wall. And then the Lord says, now that you've ran and you've done hurt yourself, now maybe just take a second and just fall down on your face and surrender. But then when you surrender, know that's where you're at, Joshua. Know that you're in the presence of the Lord and take your shoes off because this is holy ground. Know what you're doing, Joshua. That will wait. It isn't going anywhere. You don't have to tell God how big your problems are. He knows. He knows, but sometimes where we miss it is we need to tell our problems just how big God is. Because sometimes we sit there and say, well, that looks so big. I don't know that I can do it. And we're just speaking death, and we're just speaking death, and we're just speaking death, and we're just speaking death. And at some point, if we would just stop and say, listen, problem. You are big, but my God's bigger. Listen, issue. You, My God is bigger than this issue. Drug addiction. My God is bigger than drug addiction. You might think you had me, but my God is bigger. His arms are wider. His hands are softer. Your issue doesn't have a chance this morning. The fourth thing that Joshua does is he gets up and he marches And he shouts. So to conquer Jericho, Joshua had to first look up, fall on his face, then take his shoes off. Then the Lord says, see, I've handed over Jericho to you. Now march around the city for seven days. And on the seventh day, march around it seven times. And after you've done that, have everyone shout, for the Lord has given you the city. In the face of Jericho, God calls Joshua to people to exercise faith. Hebrews 11, the great faith chapter of the Bible says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. So listen to this. God says this. I've handed over Jericho to you. It's a done deal. I've given you this city. Take me at my word. So as an act of faith, March around it because the city is in your hands. No, you cannot see it yet. It hasn't become actual yet. But make no mistake, it is real. It has happened. And keep marching. Be patient. March around this city seven times. According to Hebrews 11, it says, Faith is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things that cannot be seen. So say it like this, say it like this. Stay until the unseen becomes real, what God says. Becomes the seen real, what we actually see. So stay until your faith becomes sight. You, need, you might see it, and you're seeing it as God sees it, and you hold that thing down until you can see it with your real sight. God's telling you all something that you're looking at like there's no way that that's going to happen. Faith says, stay till that happen becomes real in your eyes. <laughs> Some of you, I've been asking for God to heal a circumstance. Stay until that something becomes real. That's faith. That's what they told Joshua and his army. They said, listen, I know you're facing these walls of Jericho. 
I know it seems crazy to you, but I'm telling you what is on the other side of them walls is yours. I'm telling you, all you have to do is follow what I'm saying right now. It's yours. I know you can't see it yet, Joshua. I know it doesn't look real, but if you look through it through my eyes, that city's already yours. It's a done deal. Have faith as if it's already happened. And this is what Joshua tells his army. He says, hey, we're going to march around this city one time for seven days. And on that seventh day, we're going to march around seven times. And on that seventh time, we're going to shout. We're going to blow trumpets, and these walls are going to fall. Now, I can just picture for a second, because I like to bring everything to light in my mind. It's kind of how I work, that I was in the army, and I, I, I would know if my NCO came and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. You expect something to happen a little bit every day. You expect a little bit of ground to be covered every day. So whenever they get there, and they're like, all right, Joshua, let's do this. Let's march around. And he says, but listen, don't make a noise. Don't make a noise until I tell you. So this is going to be tough for some of y'all. Picture your Jericho right now. Picture that thing that just gnaws at you right now. Now picture yourself walking around it quietly without saying a word. Some of our Jerichos speak back to us. Their Jericho was speaking back to them, throwing stuff at them, trying to get them off kilter a little bit. I can picture my Jericho, and I'm walking around it that's saying, okay, you made it one day, Matthew. You made it one day without saying a word. Some of your Jerichos may be a little bit bigger. And maybe you get halfway through that first day, and it's like, oh, it just keeps gnawing at me. It just keeps getting me. And Joshua tells his army, don't say a word. If you say a word, these walls will not fall. You've got to trust me. You don't see it as I see it. Don't say a word. I can see first day, they get back to the camp. This is where I'd be like, shh, that Joshua's crazy. Nothing happened. We walked around and nothing happened. Joshua, I didn't even see crumbs fall off of that wall. I didn't even see bricks start to even crack. Joshua, I didn't even see a crack in the wall. But I'm going to give you the first day. I get it. Maybe you're working on the mortar a little bit. I get it, Joshua. I'll go to sleep. I'll wake up the next day and let's do it. Day two, we march in. Get back to the camp. I can just hear the grumbling in the camp. Joshua, you're telling me two days down now and we haven't seen anything happen Come on, Joshua. And I can see Joshua encouraging. Come on, we're doing it right. We ain't said a word in two days to our Jericho. Our Jericho's starting to get frustrated at this point. Maybe we lost him. Maybe we ain't got him. Maybe that drug addiction doesn't have me. Maybe we're just getting in the clear. Then day three and four and five. And by this point, it's Friday and it's like, no, Joshua, you are mad crazy at this point. We're five days in, Joshua. He's still, it's still making noise. 
It's still talking back. It's still jarring at me, Joshua. You missed it somewhere, Joshua. You're not hearing from the Lord, Joshua. It would have already fell. I've had smaller things fall quicker. This is a big thing, Joshua. You want us to believe you. A brick better fall off that wall on day six. A brick better do something on day six, Joshua. How many times has that happened to us in our life? The people were saying, just chill, rock with me, be with me. And they start coming back. You must be wrong. You must have heard it wrong. You must have not have got it. Day six. Then day seven. I can hear the camp. Joshua, nothing happened in six days. Nothing. But you want us to walk around this thing seven times in one day? I'm tired. I'm tired. But I can hear that Josh, that Jericho saying back, yeah, be tired. I got you right where I want you. Last time you were tired, you gave in. Be tired. Last time you were tired, I got you. Be tired. Last time you were tired, you done went off and did this crazy stuff. Be tired. I'm telling you, Pastor Matt, you can be tired right now. I'm telling you, Pastor Matt, I got you right where you want you. Be tired. Be tired. And then Joshua, the encourager, said, we're going to do this. I just need you to be quiet. Six more laps. Six more laps. Be quiet. I can see that sixth lap. If you're like me, you're like counting. like one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm finna talk this time. That Jericho finna hear me today. I'm about to give it everything I got. I've got so much built up anger right now, I'll probably blow through this wall myself. Come on, y'all got it. I know y'all got it. Y'all must not have faced Jerichos like me. I get it. When you face them, you'll get to that seventh one, and you'll be just excited to want to blow through it too. It'll happen. Just remember what we said today. Stay confident. Stay calm. Be quiet and walk around. You'll get it. One day it's going to happen. I can see the camp getting to that seventh day. And it says in the Bible that they carried the ark out front. They carried it out front. So not only did Jesus show up, and tell him what to do. He put himself out front. <laughs> Y'all missing it. He put himself out front. He knew it was going to be completed. He knew how it was going to work. He set himself, the presence of God, out front before you, before you get there. He put himself out front. This morning, let's stand up. Because we're about to get crazy. I didn't know how I was going to do it. But we're going to do it. I wonder what marching around your Jericho is going to mean to you in your life, in your family's life. I wonder where God is going to call you to exercise patience and where he's going to exercise you to just be crazy. I also wonder when and where he's going to tell you to shout and what faith as anticipation is going to look like for you. He's here. He's with you in this moment. Jericho for a second. Picture all the noise that it makes in your life. Maybe this Jericho isn't, isn't yours, but maybe it's a, a family member that's gnawing at you. Maybe it's a healthy 
starting over. But here's what I want to share with you. The wall of Jericho would not have fell if Joshua did not fall. The walls of Jericho would not have come down regardless of how many times they walked, regardless of how loud they were, how many troops around. If he did not fall on his face, they would not have fallen. This morning, are you ready to look up? This morning, are you ready to fall on your face and surrender? This morning, are you willing to recognize that this is holy ground and he is here? Some of you may only just be right now at the spot of, I'm just at the point of I can look up. I'm just at the spot to where I can look up. Pastor Matt, I'm only at that spot. He's still here. Some of you have looked up and you're like, I don't want to surrender anything else. If I give anything more, I'll lose all control. He's here and he wants it. that you have a Jericho, march in place. Then I'm going to count. We're going to be dead quiet. Let me cut that music out. Let me cut that music out. Dead quiet. Then when I get to seven, we're going to charge these altars. But we're not going to be quiet about it. We're going to be loud about it. As if we are on this army for a purpose, for a reason, to conquer a Jericho. And maybe you're not wanting to beat your Jericho, link arms with somebody and help them beat theirs. So it's going to be ultra quiet. All I'm going to say is one, two, then I get to six. Whenever I hit seven, you in the back, you should be running at six and a half. Don't leave me hanging. These altars should fill up with noise, with triumph with victory, with faith that God can meet you in this spot. And my man at the back with the sound, when I hit seven, just jam that thing all the way up, and we're going to get loud. We're going to praise God. We don't have to place hands. You guys are already going to do that when faith activates and you come up. We're going to believe that God's going to meet us in this place. Can I, Amen? Amen? All right, let's do it. All dead silent. We marching. March in place. Don't leave me hanging. Don't leave me hanging. My little girl leave me hanging. She's asleep. March in place. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Let's go. Let's give God some praise. Activate that praise. If you're facing a Jericho tonight, I believe it will fall this morning. 
you don't have to leave out of here with it, that you don't got to leave out of here talking to you. You don't have to leave out of here feeling that you're not good enough, that you don't have value, that that wall fell as soon as you stepped out and stepped forward. It came crumbling down. Now all we have to do is just give God a crazy praise saying that you're here. We feel you. We love you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.